3: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America
2: NA, member FDIC. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. podcast. Conversations with online place ads online.
1: Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving.
2: Real people respond. You go to Singapore
3: or Thailand, you can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. With real
1: problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has
2: no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show: Let your Greek flag fly. Probably
1: the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains.
2: Here is your host, Kathy.
1: Hi, welcome to the Striping On This podcast with Kathy. This is Fetish Fridays, and I am giving all you guys out there who have a pantyhose fetish a great episode geared for you, for my hosers. I call guys that are into pantyhose hosers. I have a whole community of hosers over on my Patreon. Hoser tier, you get all exclusive pantyhose fetish Content You get one a month, but because I've been doing it for a couple of years, there's probably like 50 extra exclusive Pantios Fetish episodes over there. Stuff that you can't get anywhere else. And Patreon just started allowing me to offer free trials. I am doing it for my hoser tier. So if you have a Pantios Fetish and you want more exclusive content, and be in a community with like-minded people, join my Patreon. It is free. You could try it free for seven days. You get all the exclusive pantyhose content, Plus, you get all my episodes early and ad-free. Plus, you see all the exclusive anonymous pics of all of my guests. Mostly all of the women send in hot pics of themselves, anonymous ones. And you also get all the anonymous confessions. It's definitely a great place to be. And now you could see for yourself for free for seven days if you want to sign up for the free trial. Because you're a hoser and you have a pantyhose fetish and you want more of what you're going to hear here, go join up for my Patreon. Try it out. Seven days free. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. That's patreon.com. Slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Make sure to sign up for the panty Host tier. It's $7 a month. But you will be able to join for free for seven days. And check it out before you sign up. Now today, for you hosers, I have on Robert Safko from Shapings.com. He's a CEO, founder of Shapings.com. It's a very popular website that sells hose. Now, let me just tell you, he sells pantyhose to mostly men. We talk about that straight up front, right from the get-go. We talk about how once, you know, he started to take orders online, he noticed that it was mostly men, buying online. He could tell by the sizes uh, and the orders of what was coming through and we get into all of that. He gets deep into pantyhose and everything about them. We get into the brands and the styles, how they're made. He knows it all because he's been selling pantyhose since I think it's 1995 he knows everything he lives and breathes pantyhose he talks about why sizing and fit is so important and why wearing pantyhose gloves hosiery gloves are important when you're putting them on okay I never heard about hosiery gloves but they exist and I'm sure you guys know (laughs) he talks about how like men research pantyhose so much more than women and we discuss that, like, you know, why are men so much more into it? Are there women who have the pantyhose fetish, uh, the history of pantyhose and how guys used to wear them a long time ago and, you know, why that was a thing and why it's not a thing now and whether it's coming back. We discuss everything. He talks about Danie and... He also gets really specific on brands and price points and why you don't have to spend $60 anymore, you know, because he's here to say that the quality of pantyhose and the material that they use to make it has improved so much that you don't have to buy a $60 pair of pantyhose to have a killer pair, okay? He gives specific names and brands and price points. He offers them all on his website, shapings.com. He also has a YouTube channel with some hot videos on there of the photo shoots that he does. He runs everything on Shapings.com. He writes the descriptions. He takes the photos and he was videotaping them and putting those up on YouTube so you could see those. He gives a shout out to everything at the end of the podcast, but you can find his company at Shapings.com. His name is Robert Safko. He is the CEO and he is just uh, here to talk about your favorite thing, pantyhose. You're gonna love this episode. If you wanna join my Patreon for the free trial, go to patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast or just click on the link in the description. There's a link in the description that'll take you right there. Anyway, I'm gonna be right back on with Robert.
2: This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast.
1: Uh, Hi, Robert Safko. I'm saying your last name, too, because you are the CEO of Shapings.com, right? I'm sorry. That's right. (laughs) And you are here. You are here to talk about hose pantyhose. And, you know, I just have to say something really quick because I was like, oh, I have a pantyhose tier on my Patreon and I call them hosers. And you're like, yeah, I've been calling people hosers since, you, you know, you started your business, right?
3: Yeah, back in 2000 we we opened up the online business because it carried on from our actual retail store here up in the Toronto, Canada area in 1995 and it, it developed into a website, online retailing when things start to show up online that people could buy. So we took all the items out of our store and we laid them out, you know, corsets, bras, panties, shapewear, hosiery. And we found that the only real item that was constantly being purchased was the pantyhose. Right. Right off of the bat. So we discovered that there was a, a wide gamut of people out there that were just focused on that undergarment alone. So.
1: And when did you guys, because you have a men's hosiery section on your website, you cater to men. I mean, it's not something that uh, is hidden or anything. And so you guys tapped into that market. I know when I first started doing my show, I found out that guys are really into hose. I never knew that. I think a lot of people still don't know that, but you guys know that. When did you uh, figure that out? I mean, has that always been a part of your business or was it when you went online, you started to see these orders of guys coming in?
3: Well, it's yeah, it's interesting because it sort of slowly developed, probably 2005 ish, uh-huh. branched up from there. But we found that 80 percent of our invoices had men's names on them. So,
1: 80 <laughs> percent—that's <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man.
3: Actually, I'm looking at orders <laughs> today, and yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a woman there. There's one woman out of I don't know 20 guys right now wow. this morning. Wow. So, yeah, it's interesting. Either they're buying for their their partners or for themselves but you can judge on the actual sizing yeah of their order that um yeah that could be for a male and then you get the orders that are double sizes so size smalls and extra larges on the same order so that that that's an interesting uh order fill
1: so you think you those know, are what, buying for their girl and for them
3: yeah pretty much right it's, it's it's kind of a standard. Then you start talking to these uh, the fellows, and they call in, and they, they they sort of break down once they they start talking. say, so, yeah, it's for me. And then and then, <laughs> then it, everything sort of goes on a nice, easy, calm, relaxed level after that point. After they've acknowledged that they, yeah, they're buying it for themselves. So we knew there was a market out there for the, the male anatomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of manufacturers in Europe, they know that. Yeah, and they've developed some hosiery with anatomical correct panties. So they would modify their machines, and then the panty, and then they'd stitch in a, a pouch or a fly, or and then actually market it to a man, um, larger sizes, um, and so on. So we we felt that that could be a, a direction, but it sort of fell off over the years because we, the way I've seen it, men are very Prone and focused to the actual feel and look of the hose. And mm-hmm. There's so much yeah. more selection in the women's area per se because that's predominantly what manufacturers make it for women. So men are extremely focused on the type of material, how it feels, how it looks, more so than women. I I believe so. They're one hundred sort of that guy thing, right? It's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Walk into an auto body shop. I, I want the best wax. I want this. They're very particular on on what they're buying and get down into the science.
1: What would be the most popular brands that you sell for men?
3: Well, there was a company in France called GERBE, G-E-R-B-E. It's pronounced Uh GERBE. And they they produced a whole line of mints from ultra shears to opaques to opaque leggings to 100% nylon, you know, reciprocated heels, toes, like full-on high-quality, you know, top-of-the-line type of hose with a dye paint. Of course, it came with a higher price point, but then men were not buying it because of that price point. So at that point, you, you start saying, well, you want your ladies to buy these, you know, higher end brands like Wolford, and Falky and such, but yet you're not carrying on this that same kind of, you know, open your wallet.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> Why it not? kind of fell
3: off. They were like, yeah. They're expecting this flood of orders, but then... We provide some support, compression hose, which is extremely important for a lot of men out there, as mm-hmm. with women. Mm-hmm. And the science, the science with compression hose is, is due to health and, and pain issues. Yeah. So when men say, yeah, I need to wear a full-length, waist-high compression hose, you're, you're not turning into some type of fetish or something. They actually need it to get through the day, as a woman would. Yeah. So if you have a support sock for men, which
2: you see mm-hmm. all the time,
3: like well, is it okay to have that support sock cover the knee? Yeah. Is that the boundary between genders? Right. Is that between vagina and penis to say
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you're can't right. have
3: a leg I can't have a leg covering covering the knee because that now turns into the female border.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You you're cross
3: right. the border. So but even though the woman could get benefit out of that compression hose to the waist. A guy is out of bounds. Now, reverse that logic to a woman say, Sorry, you can't wear that item
2: mm-hmm.
3: because you don't have a peanut. Right. There would be uproar. There'd be picketing. There'd be like, How dare you? We're equal. We're just like, <laughs> but it doesn't work the other way around. As soon as you cover the knee on a, ho- a tight hosiery garment on a man, all of a sudden, Whoa, wait a minute. You're, poof, you're, <laughs>
2: what yeah. kind of guy are you? Like, yeah. no, I
3: want full leg compression support. Just like the woman would, even though she's wearing them under her pants, like she's showing, she's just getting the benefit of compression.
1: Let me ask you, how did you get into this business, Robert? I mean, you know, are you're? I don't think you're a hoser only because you said you were surprised when you saw men, you know, buying and stuff. But do you have well, a love been, of hose,
3: or is it because, of course, of, I've yeah, red blooded man. You see a woman in hose, it's yeah. like I, I like the classy look of what. A pair of hose does it. It could t- you could take a very short mini dress mm-hmm. from stank to classy just by adding a pair of ultra sheer black hose to it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like really, you can you could be at a bar and you could see a bunch of girls in their and they're bare legged and they're you know skirts up to their, their butt cheeks. But if you see the one sitting there at the bar stool with a beautiful mini dress with a nice pair of ultra sheer black stilettos, mm-hmm. she's the one getting the drink spot for
0: her. right.
1: Yeah, it totally I've, changes I've the vibe. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've sold many hose, good quality European hose, to Las Vegas waitresses. They said their tips actually improved after they wore some nicer looking hose. Yeah. So the whole concept of, you know, your lady saying, oh, I'm just going to wear a pair of pantyhose because the guy wants, like, when they run out by the, the dollar store or whatever, it's like, no, you, you don't put burlap on your legs. That's not going to attract some. <laughs> it's the, it's the quality of finish. You don't wrap a pair of fishnets around a nice Lamborghini, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You want that quality sheen, c- completely uniform color. And a guy's just going to say, you know what? I, I want to put my hand on her. So it's, it's an attractive magnet for a guy. And it's basically, it looks just like it's a transparent, the tightest transparent pair of jeans you could put on a woman.
1: Right. That's true.
3: Right? And then shear to waist is a whole different avenue with men because they say, well, it looks like they've been dipped in Nile to their waist.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I never really, I mean, because I do my show and I found out that there's like this whole bunch of guys that are into pantyhose and I started talking to them and I became fascinated in the whole thing. And then I really, and I've talked to so many that uh, a lot of them I've talked about, like, you know, we're always like, what comes first, the, the love of pantyhose or the love of legs, you know, because what, what is pantyhose really doing? They're making that leg look perfect, right?
3: Well, what it does is it it bridges across all the lumps in your ankles, and your bony knees, and takes out blemishes. So, right? It, why does a woman make up her face? Why yeah. does she want to get some of the blemishes off? So it's an instant leg makeup, right? So, but it's it's almost like a gift wrap for guys. Like she took the time to put this really fragile item on over one third of her body or two thirds of her body, and. It's delicate, it's feminine looking, and it's something see through. And the fact that it is an outer and inner wear, all in one garment. Right. So the guy says, Yeah, this goes all the way up, and there's, you know, I could just, you know, run my hand right across this leg and thigh and butt and, and feel this sensation that maybe bare skin doesn't offer. So 100 years ago, 150 years ago, this, this material was never in existence, but yet. When it did come out, you know, the nylon stocking in the 40s, women flocked to it. It's like, oh, my God, this is like the gift from the textile god. Right. <laughs> now, women just pass the the hosiery section, ah, whatever. But there's so much technology going on with microfibers, nan- nanofibers, nillet uh, yarns. Um, like, the sky's the limit with R&D out there with these textiles. And they just get better and better. And the fit, the feel, the look... So go back to the 1940s with -hmm. the nylon stocking. Why are women not embracing that whole new revival of this wonder textile that completely keeps uh, evolving over the decade and gets better and better? It's like 200 years ago, these women would be like, only the queen can afford these silk stockings. Right. right? And what do you think is the answer to that question? Um, I don't want to get into f- feminists or the, the equality movement or mm-hmm. because it, it is is—it is sort of, it takes a woman into more of a fragile state when she has to take care of where she's walking or where she's, you know, it's, a, it's that whole routine of wearing a pair of ultra sheer hose and saying, listen, this is, I can't go out gardening with it. This is only for wearing my heels and it's that dainty kind of feminine feel, but then that's the ultra shears. Why does an opaque look sexy on women as well? Because again, it bridges the gaps of your your knees and your ankles, and it just it gives you that smooth finish that guy's it's it's appealing to the eye,
2: yeah. Really.
1: I so. would think a guy like you, because you're in this business and you know all the inc- like the, all the differences between the actual material and you deal with high end brands and fabric and all that, that, you know, maybe it, you must hate the legs or the, you know, the very low end brand. Because I personally think that's maybe why the there was a trend that shifted to women not wearing them, because I know for me. That's what I remember pantyhose to be because that's what maybe my mom threw to me. You know, I grew up in the 80s and around that time when everybody was wearing them and I hated the way they felt. They were uncomfortable. They would fall down, you know, but when I started to um, do my Patreon, I started to wear a hose and my hosers started to send me like the higher end brands and the different dens and I started to try the different ones and I realized like my idea of what pantyhose were was completely wrong like they it was imprinted in my brain that they were those cheap things that I wore when I was younger and they were uncomfortable and the really high-end brands out there now are it's a totally different experience you know I love pantyhose now I wear them now I feel very differently about that but I think they were ruined to me for me because of those low-end brands that came out you don't do. Um, do you think there's anything there?
3: One hundred percent. When 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 you only have the availability of what's in front of you, and you think, well, this is pantyhose. It's under yeah. one umbrella. Yeah. This is all I have options. But yeah. with the, with the emergence of the internet and and the ability to bring these higher quality, I'm not saying higher end. I'm saying mm-hmm. higher quality. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to break the bank to get into exactly. some really nice fitting hose, right? Yeah. $10, $12, $15, I can get you in a nice double-covered Lycra custom suit type of fit, pantyhose. That's going to be part of you the whole day, right? But yeah. you have to get the proper size. Most European brands have one to five sizes throughout their one style, even up to eight sizes. So those little increments of sizes can make a difference for your body type. So in sizing, I hate this, but they it's the size... Chart that really bothers me—it's the the height and weight. Like, well, actual in the factories, hosiery is sized by volume of the leg.
2: Okay, so
3: if tall with very skinny legs, you could be a size three. If you're shorter with bigger thighs, you could still be in a size three. Mm -hmm. So, because when you take it out of the package, you could stretch it like six, seven feet, right? Yeah. But as soon as you start filling something into that. It starts to shrink in length because it ha- now has to wrap around volume of your leg. Right. So the size chart is sort of a it, it is a guide, but it's it's a sort of a, a trial and error to get you in the proper size. You can be between two sizes, but getting too large of a size can even be worse because now it's like a it's like buying a pair of pants that's too big. It just falls off your hips, right? Yeah. So and then. You have so much material, extra material up at the top of your thigh. Now you have to spread that throughout your leg. You don't get the proper finish that the hose is designed for. So yeah, now you're spreading is that off. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you need something that fully stretched up to the crotch and not too big or else it'll sag, not too short, or else you can't get it up. So we recommend actually using hosiery gloves to put them on. And then after you put them to your waist, you, you get that little you know things just don't feel right kind of feel when you got them on for mm-hmm. the first time take a pair of rubber gloves like the grip gloves from your dishwashing or whatever and and use that to manipulate the hose from your ankles all the way up to your waist and then the hose is properly set in place on your body and the initial i guess fit is really it's important for when you actually you know, wear them during the day is that it has to get fit properly from the get go. So to manipulate, especially out of the package, because it's all steamed and shrunken and, you know, just right from the factory and and it's stretched for the first time. And if it's not properly positioned on your body, it could be twisted or whatever. Then the woman says, ah, these don't feel comfortable because you're trying to use your fingernails and your fingertips to stretch them here and there. And it's like, and then they just get fed up. They throw their fingernails through and it's like, I just ruined them. I just put them on. So, that's another deterrent is actually how to put them on. So women are like, I can't be bothered.
1: Yeah, totally. You get to run in them before you even wear them. So what, these hosiery gloves, you're saying you could just use what you would use if you're washing dishes, or do you actually sell hosiery gloves or are out there to purchase?
3: Well, we do. We sell the cotton um, hosiery gloves to put them on. So you've mm-hmm. got long nails or little. You know, your nails aren't the smoothest at that point. So you use that. So you can really grab the hose without worrying about your fingernails going through them. But afterwards, the rubber gloves, yeah, any dishwashing kind of, you know, latex with the grippy palms that you have around the house can use it after you put the hose on, not during, because it's a little difficult with the rubber gloves to put them on. But that's just, we use them on our photo shoots. We, the models with their back seams, they're sitting there it's like, no, don't touch them. We got the gloves, we'll straighten your seam out, and off you go. So an amazing trick to actually get the hose on properly.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, and that is after they're all the way up and
3: on. That's right, and especially with seamless. Mm-hmm. Seamless hose is extremely clingy. It's a microfiber, yes. and the way seamless hose is made, it's one big long tube, right? Because uh-huh. there's no there's no center seam in the panty, so they can't create two tubes on their, you know, separate, and then they flip the tube, and then you get your seam with the the gusset. Well, that's basic regular hose. With seamless, there's no connection between the two legs. It's just one big long, say, vacuum hose. And then they bend it in the middle, Mm -hmm. and then they cut a hole in the top, and they stitch their waistband but then they have that gathering around the crotch because you bent the hose, and then there's special contouring knit points there. But it creates a sort of a shorter panty, and we tell a lot of people with the seamless hose, well, you've got to manipulate that properly or else you're going to break it when you're getting it over your hips. But once it's over your hips, it just sinks into every crevice, and it just accentuates the female body as if, you know, again, like she has been dipped in oil, oily nylon, right? So. Yeah. Which is very attractive for a guy because she could walk around with a pair of heels and a pair of seamless, and you know she could be making craft dinner for the night, and the guy wouldn't care. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> there's uh, sorry, honey, I forgot to get dressed tonight. I don't care. You could walk around like that all. The, it's like it's a visual, I guess, accessory for a woman to say, "I'm dressed," but I'm not.
1: Yeah. No, I know People, extremely... women don't understand the power in it. I didn't. I, I honestly, I did not until I started talking to the hosters. I also didn't realize how many guys wore too. I always make a joke on my show. I'm always like, the next time you're in an office or a place where there's like a hundred guys, you know, lock them all in there and make them drop their drawers. I mean, how many guys do you think are going to be wearing pantyhose out of a hundred? I bet yeah, at least one. Uh... <laughs>
3: yeah, I would say. Right? Yeah, depending okay. on what area, if you're yeah. in a big city. Yeah. yeah. Metro, um, I'm not sure if, you know, middle of Kansas you'd find it, but um Oh, yeah, sure. you
1: I'm telling you, the, the people I talk to are mostly from the, the middle of Kansas. They have no one else to effing talk to. So, you know, I feel like I'm in New York City. They can walk around with pantyhose. No one's going to fucking care. I think it's the people <laughs> right? in the middle of I the know. country that are calling and like, oh, my God, I'm dying to finally talk about the fact that I wear pantyhose hose while I'm uh, truck driving across the country. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. right. No, I think uh, I think it comes down to the feeling of the textile. Like, yeah, people that are into velvet. People are into soft cotton. Some mm-hmm. people, it, like, it's it's all a material type. I don't know, fetish or yeah,
1: tactile. Yeah, for sure.
3: Some people like terry cloth after the shower, and they like that feeling. Like mm-hmm. everybody has it. So when you have this silky slinky, um, slippery-type magical yarn that covers your leg. It's like a second skin. is not like, does anybody not own satin sheets in the day, right?
1: Yeah, uh-huh.
3: Crawling the satin sheets, why do you like the feel of that? I don't know. Because it's slippery, it's it's smooth. Why do we wax our cars? It feels nice across your you know you rub your hand across a nice waxed polished car. Mm-hmm. Why do we like the feeling? Do we want to feel burlap across our hands?
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you ever see those like Instagram videos of people like I don't know pushing in paint and stuff? I you know people are into weird things, but that uh, certain sensations. I think people are just wired for because when I talk to hosers, I always like the first thing I want to do is go all the way back to the beginning. Like what was that? When did you first realize? And most of the time I would say 90% of the time, it's a very early on experience and it's either visual or it's that tactile sensation of actually feeling it, whether it was their babysitter's feet. I think it's either visual or it's the feeling or it's both.
3: Well, I think it's, with a guy seeing say a teacher or you know their your girlfriend or you know classmate and yeah. see this hose that they can't touch yeah or even you know their mom didn't give them their first pair of hose and say here's son here's your uh, here's no your, here's right. your, they stole here's, it
1: from their mother That's here's your
3: right. right to adulthood yeah <laughs> right so back in the day in the 50s and the, the girls you know, their mum would hand it. Now you've reached the stocking stage. Here's your garter belt. Here's your girdle. Here's your silk stockings or nylon stockings. Yeah. Because you've now come to age, my daughter, you know, you've turned 16 and the daughter's, oh my God, now I could wear nylon stockings. Well, a, a guy never had that. So it could be a taboo thing. Like,
2: yeah. oh my God, what is, what's this all about? Mm-hmm.
3: Right. And look at, look at how it makes this woman's leg look in this, in this skirt. So yeah, you get, Guys from the you know early '70s, '60s with the miniskirts and hose, and it's like grade five, grade six, and you sit beside their you know their classmate, and you're wow, what's that all about? So it could spark an, an early puberty kind of fetish, I would imagine. So
1: yeah, the taboo part I think is definitely a part of it. I mean, there was a time in history you see pictures of George Washington; they were wearing pantyhose, and I wonder. If in 20 years from now, if it is way more acceptable and just people, guys wore them, women wore them, whether the fetish would exist, right? That would be the, whether we would know whether it's a taboo thing or if it's a real fetish that would exist, whether it's, you know, accessible or you're able to do it or not. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, back in, say, the George Washington, it was their aristocratic type of dress. Right. Yeah, like I was yeah. in Paris just looking at the Versailles Palace and we saw these paintings with, you know, King Louis there with his white tights and high yeah, heels. And, yeah. But the, those were the guys that actually couldn't afford that type of textile. And in in actuality, the, the tighter the tight meant the more successful um, level you were in society. Oh, no way. The tighter the tights really yeah so it was like showing off you know who's got the best rolex back then it's like well, yeah, look yeah, at yeah. how tight my tights are because i had you know this is something totally new in textile back then we didn't have the modern stuff so the tighter the tight meant you were higher in status
1: because it was super expensive to buy
3: that's right right so now you have that type of well lace collars and cuffs and wigs and such. So, it, it, And then once the Industrial Revolution came and it came into the suits and ties and then it stuck for the last 50 years or 200 years for men. And can we get out of that and go into a whole other realm of fashion for men? Um, I see we, it. Take, Can women accept the men taking over what was traditionally female attire since, you know, 100 years ago? Yeah. I don't know. So it's a matter of accepting this as a a male fashion item. So back in the 60s, you get, you know, the Rat Pack guys. You could see them being interviewed, and they lift their pant leg up, and you could see sheer socks. Really? Like there was men's sheer tuxedo socks. Really? Look it up. 100% nylon, see-through dress socks for men. And you would see Sinatra wear them. You saw Dean Martin. It's like... uh, Roger Dangerfield had some. They had like sheer and socks. Yeah.
1: Well, I yeah know that. I've never heard any hoser talk about that. I got to find some picks. Seriously? Yeah, And that it's was like a thing during old. that time?
3: Yeah, it still is. Search on men's dress sheer socks and you will see a full gamut of ribbed, checkered, sheer, reinforced heel and toe. And they're just socks. Right. But they're 100% nylon and they are see-through.
1: Wow, I never heard of that.
3: Yeah, Uh, it's, um, but yeah, that's what men, men with tuxedos, tuxedos, mm -hmm. you wear them, the the sheer black socks.
1: Oh, you're right. I, I know about that. Yeah, I never would put that together, that that's the same thing.
3: But it's interesting, but they're always 100% nylon. They don't have that clingy stretch feel like women's do. I don't understand if you put lycra into the... That sock all of a sudden it turned into a female type product. I haven't seen anyone <laughs> with with lycra in it. Like lycra is the the rubbery the rubbery part of the fiber. Yeah. So if we want to get into a little bit more science here, yeah, um, let's do
1: it. They my guys love this stuff.
3: So nylon doesn't stretch, mm-hmm. right? You can't stretch nylon. It's it's plastic, right? Yeah. So how do we how do we get a, a nylon stocking to stretch? The lycra. No. Even if it's 100% nylon, how do we get the 100% nylon stock to stretch? It's a matter know. how it's weaved,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and they actually spin the nylon fiber like a spring.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, like like the springs yeah. in your car.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that moves it.
3: That allows the nylon yeah. plastic fiber to stretch a different length. But now with lycra, it's like a rubber band, right? It's 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 a rubber base type petroleum product and could stretch like 500 times longer than its original state. Mm -hmm. Well, it's fragile,
2: right? It's very
3: fragile. So that's usually what breaks on non-covered lycra hose. Now, when I say covered lycra is that you take that lycra strand and you wrap it with a nylon fiber and then you wrap it again with a nylon fiber. That's called double-covered lycra. So you're actually protecting that lycra fiber with two strands of very durable nylon fiber. And then you take that wrapped fiber and then you knit the product out of it. Okay, and that's where you get a better fit, uniform color, better spring back action, no bagginess in the heel, in the ankles and knees. And that's where you go into a higher quality hose, incense, fits better, makes everybody happy when they're wearing it. So, But you have to look at the descriptions of the products. We always state single, double, non-covered Lycra, Non-covered lycra is going to give you a much more transparent look to it, mm-hmm. but it's much more fragile. So it's going to, it depends on what look you want. Transparency gloss has a whole different type of knit characteristics. So here's another interesting, uh, what makes a hose shine? Yeah. What makes a hose matte? What would you think? <laughs> think a lot of people think it's the higher content of Lycra.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I would say that's the Lycra.
3: But we have microfiber matte powder effect makeup hose with 40% Lycra in them. So how can that be? Mm-hmm. Even though it's so matte and dull. Yeah. But it has 40, 40% Lycra. It's the shape of the fiber. All right. So you used to play with your Play-Doh and you squish it through and it comes out different shapes. Mm-hmm. Well, think of this, the nylon being squeezed and extruded in the shape of this nylon fiber coming out. And the ones that are shiny are shaped like a prism, like a triangular-type square shape. Yeah. So it reflects the light back out. And then you've got your round-type fiber, which diffuses the light, which creates the hose being matte.
1: Oh, interesting. You know, the one of the yeah. really interesting things I found, I have to tell you real quick, is when I was trying on the hose for my hosers, I was always like, oh, my biggest review was, and sticking point for me was that so the stuff was too shiny. Like, I hated the shine, but it turns out that that's what guys love the most. They love the shine.
3: Well, well I, I don't like to, you know, compared to their cars or whatever on these legs. But yeah, it's they <laughs> yeah. want you go to a car show, what do you see? Shining
2: right. cars. <laughs> right.
3: You just want to rub your hand. Oh my God, this looks so new and polished and God, I just wanna, you know, lay all over it and feel it. It's like, well that's why a guy's, you know, is, is, I can't sell a fishnet if we try it.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like when I, if I make a joke about a guy, like oh, a hot girl walked by and he went and looked. I'm like, oh, you know, the next, the another shiny object and a guy looks. You know, it's like a saying you have, but it's because yeah, guys just fucking like shiny things, <laughs> shining objects get well, guys' it,
3: attention. It, it, it's true. Right. It's it, it, but then there's different type of shine. It's, it could be a sparkly yeah. type shiny hose yeah. like you know, or you can get the glossy hose when you get that real sharp shine line that goes up the leg as if she's been rubbed in oil right mm-hmm. and, and it and then you get the suntan shades with the glossy hose and it looks like she stepped off of a florida beach mm-hmm. covered in you know oil and why do women like that they like to have their suntan bodies smothered in nice glossy oil on the beach right why is that is that not an appealing look and healthy and so that's what hose can do for a woman just like that. Yeah. Just slip on that, and all of a sudden you look like you just stepped off the beach and, and looking that nice oil gloss. But then if you really want to shine it up, you get into more of a, a 20 denier and up type fiber that gives you more of a sparkling effect. Just just because of how it's knitted, hmm. that sparkle kind of shine.
1: So interesting.
3: Or the higher, yeah, yeah. I mean... So that, There's a gloss and a sparkle type shine quality.
1: And those are two different looks.
3: That's right. Mm -hmm. And then you get in the satin. A satin look.
1: Gloss, so there's gloss, a sparkle, and then what's the satin? And the satin is different than the satin is sort of in
3: between. It's Uh not as sparkly as some of those high shine ones, but it still gives you that very high quality finish to it. You know it's not this burlappy, fluffy kind of ugly you know dollar hose that you can find it's it's that real
2: you
3: know that's that's what we really look for is is that you know it's not going to be it's more pleasing to the eye and mm-hmm. you know it's well knitted to give you that uh, you know upper upper quality fit because we have 20 plus brands here and we we, we really isolate per brand of what's good to wear it's it's something our website is very famous for is that anything you buy is going to look good on your leg we just don't buy everything under the the whole brand umbrella it's like we oh, pick and really? choose this is mm-hmm. worthy enough to be on your leg it looks good it fits good we'll post it we seldom get returns on um it's usually maybe different color or fit but our return ratio is you know point zero 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 one percent of our orders are going out it's just because we have a very stringent type process to actually bring in hose that actually is worth wearing
1: quick question because you sell men's hosiery on your website but you have all these amazing brands for women as well of course more of them for women do you find that most men are wearing are buying the men's hosiery brands, or do they prefer to wear the female hosiery brands?
3: I have I have some men that actually are are prone to to buying men because it's in their head. Yeah, all right. I've, yeah, I'm yeah, wearing yeah. a man's product, yeah. but I would say our our men's lines have dropped right off because there's so many more options in a women's section that they just want to go for the best material, the best color option, the best feel, fit. So the men's brands, there's just not even 1% of what the women's offer.
1: That's what I would figure, because like you said early on in the beginning, and you're you're totally right, that men know more and are more interested in all the different things that you're talking about when it comes to pantyhose like the the den and the the material you know they're so much more aware of that and especially a guy who likes to wear himself so I feel like they're going to be more picky I would have assumed that they would be buying the female brands over the men's hosiery brands
3: well, it's 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 when you get back in the day, you know, you, a guy from the army comes home and say, "Here, honey, here's a box of nylons and some chocolate." Right? Like it, it takes a guy to go on and and say, "You know, I'm I'm thinking about you in that way." And, yeah. And to the the female to say, "Oh my God, he thought about my underwear," and he's isn't this so sexy that he's he brought me a pair of nylons and a box of chocolates? Yeah can't you do that these days? Like, can you actually sit there and honey, I, I bought you a nice pair. What did you buy me these for? Like, it's <laughs> creepy. Like, <laughs> but back in the forties and fifties, it's like, that was the guy's rite of passage to say, here, I bought you a pair of nylons
2: and the
3: woman would get her pearl necklace on and her, her dress. And off they went for dinner, right, it's, it's that kind of,
2: uh,
3: ritual back yeah. then to the, the care about the female, um, intimates that way. So, but, to take it on and, and discover maybe it's a guy thing. It's that ingenuity that our engineering type that's embedded in men's brains. It's like It's We just want to really get into something that makes you look sexy. And I'm going to really investigate what can make you even more sexy yeah. looking. And I'm just going to totally... You know, exhaust my avenues of finding
2: the perfect. <laughs> yeah.
1: right? I think that's where the fetish comes in. You know, because uh, fetish, I think, is is very powerful, uh, in someone. So I think that they would spend a lot of time, you know, understanding it and knowing about it. Don't you think?
3: Well, I think okay, it's. We have to define the word fetish, right? I've been hearing that pantyhose fetish. It's like, is there a female fetish? Oh, my God. Is
1: there a woman hoser? Is there a female hoser out there? This is the question I get. I'm just telling you.
3: like So why is that material? Because would a guy have a, a fascination for his cotton boxers?
1: It might go back to what we were talking about. Is it is it because it's taboo and they could never wear it, and they saw their sisters or their moms or their girlfriends wearing it, and they thought it was like interesting, but it was they weren't allowed. So that sort of naughtiness about wearing became a, a thing. For them. Whereas for women, they could always wear. I mean, that I think that's what's been discussed. Maybe that's why women don't have that same fetish. My sister, though, I have to tell you, did say that when she was really young, she had that tactile sensation for pantyhose. She felt that feeling she really remembers liking the way they felt but maybe it doesn't turn into a fetish because it they were you know it's kind of like what you you resist persists and maybe it becomes a fetish because a guy is always trying to push it away you know and and then therefore they make that connection and it becomes something they're like obsessed with whereas with women they didn't have to resist it they could wear it whenever they wanted like my sister she was really into the way it felt and the way it looked but she could wear them all the time, and it wasn't taboo, so maybe it didn't imprint like it does for a guy. I don't know. I'm playing, you know, I'm an unprofessional psychologist here. I'm not a psychologist.
3: Well, could it be turning to a fetish when she realizes that what it does to a guy when she wears them, and she senses that, hey, guys look my way more than when I right? wear the odier, yeah. right? So if that actually bleed into a female fetish, knowing that it's sexually stimulating, the opposite gender when I wear these, so she could, it could be a playful item. If there's so
1: much power it. in it. I know that's what I'm here to say that I never knew, but I don't think women still. I don't think that they they get it just yet. I personally think, and I was going to ask you, like, do you see any kind of shift or trend going back towards women wearing hose? I notice it more now. Now, I don't know if it's because I'm talking to hosers so much, but like if I'm watching TV, every woman, and I love reality TV, so I'm always watching like The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So I'm wearing, I'm watching, you know, women who are very into high fashion and stuff, and they're never without pantyhose on or s- stockings tights they're dressed to the nine they're totally put together and, I, and then you have kim kardashian starting her line and uh you know i so i just think that there's a trend towards wearing them again personally as a female that's what i think I, do you see that
3: well my partner actually she was saying she she listened on the radio and they were talking about tights and shorts are now coming into uh
2: yeah yeah
3: Scream right, yeah, but Kylie was, Jenner. I, I've been yeah. over to. I was over to Italy in the fall. I just got back from Paris on a, a business uh, meeting with the suppliers, and you saw sheer black with shorts and the big army boots
2: type yeah. look yeah.
3: everywhere, yeah. everywhere on the subway, and the streets, and the, everyone's dressed. Everyone's like, "Look at these young girls! They're like, they're dressed." You know who who uh, was wearing
1: those? like pantyhose with shorts is Kylie Jenner, one of the Kardashians. I posted a pic of her actually wearing that. And I think the cities are always a couple years ahead of the trend. Like that's where it starts. So I feel like if you're seeing it in places like that, eventually the girls in the suburbs and everybody else gets wind of it and then they start wearing it. I even see a trend towards men. I talk about this all the time uh, for my Patreon members. Like I see Maniskin, that band. I love them. I think they're great. They came straight out of Italy and there's a bunch of there's a girl in their band too but they are totally gender bending and they're wearing pantyhose and stockings and little skirts and they're cooler than them you know yeah harry styles i mean these are the younger generation are i think they're definitely getting into it and they're the ones that are going to bring it back for sure
3: i see that a lot with our instagram followers and i get the feeds i just you know my early morning, I go through it, and there's a lot of young women that, in the Instagram world, but a lot of them are in Russia, Eastern Bloc, Europe. and Yeah. But it, it, like, when you look at this, like, these women are really put together and styled, and they really, you know, their tights is their first thing they put on, and their little flash-dressing-type Instagram, you know, shorts. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like they start off with their sheer tights, and they show that in a blink little, you know, half-second Kind of tidbit, and you say, Yeah, the tights, even nude tights. Yeah. Right, it doesn't have to be black. It's like the nude tights go on, and they understand that it makes the legs look better. And it's it's there. Ladies, take it.
2: Exactly. Look, it's,
3: it, it, it's, it's your time. You're in this time, never before in human history, in these 50, 60 years, that you've never had this type of material at total disposal. And you're not spending $200 because you're not some prince or king that can afford this textile wonder. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Work with it. Fashion. You know, start with that. You know what? I'm going to dress my leg because that's a big part of my body and I just don't want to be bare. I've got all these options. Let's play with my fashion.
1: Yeah, it's the Start whole package. To- I never thought of it that way until my hostess started talking about it. And I was like, wow, how would I go out and wear a really nice outfit to a wedding, right? And do put the makeup on my face, but yet have a don't do that to my legs too. You know, it's, it doesn't even make sense what we have been doing for so long. Why don't you talk about the brands at the different levels to give people the options? Like you, you have said a couple of times, you don't have to pay $50 for a pair of Wolford's, you know, there's lower end brands. I know that because I've tried them all, but why don't you talk on some of the brands that give people different?
3: Well, Wolford is sort of an anomaly because they've, they, you know, 20, 30 years ago, they had the access to the machines and the yarns and, and they were, you know, that they were worth the price. Now they still have to keep that price point in order for them to, you know, have their brand being all, the almighty and such influence. So, oh, I'm going to buy Wolfers. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you need name? to spend $60 on a pair of ultra sheer microfibers? Like I have a brand Pierre Manteau. Uh-huh. From it from Italy, yeah, and they're using sure. the Italian knitting machines, as if as Wolfrid is using the Italian knitting machines, because most of them are made in Italy.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Using the Japanese yarns, because most of the f- the high end fibers come from Japan.
1: Okay, interesting.
3: They get shipped to, to Italy, and they get blended, and then they use it in their machine and the steaming process and, and the finishing, the type of toe seams and the flat seams. So, you can get a, a really nice pair of hose for. $20, $15. So Oral Blue from Italy, exclusively made in Italy, like start to finish. Um, Silvia Grande is a, a smaller type family-run hosiery manufacturer out of Italy. Kuhnert from Germany, sort of the sister brand of Falky. Uh, two-thirds the cost, maybe even half of what Falky is. Phenomenal ultra shears, like five denier, we can get into denier as well because everybody has no idea what denier
1: means. Yeah, go anyway. for it. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, denier is the actual weight of the fiber mm-hmm. before knitted, right? So you can have a very thin fiber in a roll. So it's it's the weight of whole length of the length of the same fiber. So you can have a thousand foot long five denier fiber or a thousand foot long thirty denier fiber, in in, in order to 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 make the difference is that the 30 denier fiber is going to weigh more for that length of fiber. That's it. It's not how thick the hose looks. Yes, a thicker fiber can make a hose look more opaque, but you can have a 40 denier shear and a 40 denier opaque. Okay. But
1: let me ask so, you this because I love tights. I'm a tights girl. I like that feeling of being compressed slightly. You know, I, I dig that. So I was always into tights. Doesn't Cover. like higher den uh, make give you more of that kind of tight feeling?
3: No, it's, it's, a, it's because you can get a 70 denier sheer or semi-sheer opaque mm-hmm. with no compression value or you can get a 70 oh, wow. denier high compression depending on the shape of the knit, how it's 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 all in the knitting practice of it. So we have compression hose in a 70 denier. Yeah. We have compression hose in a 40 denier.
2: Oh, we have a 40
3: denier shear that doesn't have compression. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how, well, how the knit is done at the knitting machine. So you can have an opaque 40 denier or a 40 denier shear. You're using the same fiber. Mm-hmm. You're just using you're just using more of that fiber to get the opaqueness. If I'm
1: buying pantyhose, right. And you're you have two pairs of hose there. One is 40 denier. One is 70. Like what would be the difference between them as far as like just a regular person putting them on? Why would I go for one as opposed to the other? What's that just feel Like what's the experience, the different experience you're going to get from both of
3: them? Well, if you get into a 70 denier sheer, um, you're going to get more into skin tones. It's going to be more coverage, Oh,
2: it's okay. still
3: going to look like it's still going to look like your skin tone leg, but it's going to be a lot more coverage.
1: Okay? Oh, okay. So get coverage. A, you can get
3: a mm-hmm. seventy denier opaque, mm-hmm. completely blocked out. Your skin is not going to show through, and that's mostly in the darker colors. It's more of a fashion type, yeah, tights mm-hmm. per se. No tights is used throughout the whole, mm-hmm. you know, five denier up. But it's more of an opaque. Tight. So it's a matter of what finish you want. You want more like looking like a leg, bare leg, yeah, but with, with with more coverage. Then you're going to get more of a skin tone in that type of sheer seventy denier, as opposed to the thick opaque seventy denier tight, which is more in the blacks and browns and navies, right? Sort of like your school uniform type look, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But there's the same denier weight. You could see through a seventy denier sheer hose. You can't see through a seventy denier opaque hose.
1: Right. Interesting.
3: And then, like, it's, yeah. when I hear this all in, in, in reviews, it's like, wait a minute, it's the same denier weight. It doesn't mean it's more opaque. It just means there's more fiber being used in that seventy denier tight opaque tight
1: right and this is what yeah. this is why you spend hours making your descriptions and stuff because people get this kind of information on your website right when they're buying so they know exactly what it is so they can find the thing that they like the best
3: but in getting back to the quality of hose it's mm-hmm. like okay do you i when i talk to a lot of customers i saw well, I want to buy Wolford. I says well do you even wear the Wolfers? Are you scared to buy them and wear them? Yeah, I didn't, you know, I don't want to wreck them. I says, well, why did you buy them? Wolford isn't the end of all type of high end hose. There's th- these manufacturers are so in tune and they are just way up to that level anyway, for a half the cost, you two thirds, one third the cost. And Platino from Spain, Cecilia de Rafael, which is yeah. a major, major brand. And um, our last shipment two weeks ago was like five thousand pair. And they have the Super Lucidos, the Eternos. Mm-hmm. Um, my my um my project with them, the Eternal um line of hose. Um my name was even on the back of the package because You're I kidding.
2: Was
3: Yeah. So the Eternal line I'm, I'm probably a lot of Your listeners know of that line because it's a laser cut waistband.
1: I know of it. I have some. So, what do you mean? What do you mean that's your project with them? Explain.
3: Well, if you uh, see back in the day, Platino, which Mm -hmm. was a Spanish Mm -hmm. company, they brought out the the clean cut. Mm -hmm. Okay. Clean cut hose was a special fusion type yarn, which when they sliced the top of the waistband, it wouldn't fray. Right right, you cut material that doesn't fray. well, this was a special yarn that they could just they literally sliced the top to make it like completely flat straight so you've got no waistband at all. It's basically the leg yarn. Oh, I would love nut. that yeah, okay
1: mm-hmm.
3: Now that gives you mm-hmm. a real slinky look. There's just like again,'s been dipped in nylon, but their factory was owned by Dusen. Well Dusen went out of business. So Platina was left without having the, the clean cut factory, mm-hmm. so they couldn't reproduce it. The factory's dead, and, and like it's a long story. But everybody was like, oh, "We need the clean cut." The guys were like, "I need the clean cut back in my life. It's Like I can't, you know, I can't live without the clean cut." So I went to the CDR um, people mm-hmm. and I said, "You guys got to make this clean cut." So they, they they dissected the yarn, they looked at it, they said, "You know what? We, we could probably." copy this recipe so about six months later i was in venice doing a photo shoot for a lot of, and then the export manager from cdr showed up and he, he says here you go and i looked at it and I almost almost fell over it's like this is, this is like 95 percent exactly what the clean cut hose was for latino wow so we went out for lunch down in Tuscany or just, just north of Tuscany, and uh, we are sort of eating lunch, and we were scribbling out names, and we came up with the Eternal on a, a napkin.
2: Oh,
1: wow. So, and then you yeah. got oh, your—you became a part of that. I mean, you yeah, were, so actually. Anyway, the early yeah. stage,
3: like I still have some early packages with, you know, cert- certificate you know, Robert's Bafko shaping on some of the packaging of the, the original Eternal 15. And then it branched out from that. Eternal 20s, Eternal Lucidos, Lucido 10s. Eternal 9s are phenomenal. Like That is like the most silkiest, slinkiest, slippery, glossy, ultra-sheer hose you could buy. The Eternal 9. And you, you put a pair of those on and walk out on a beautiful... Evening out with a pair of stilettos, that's yeah. game over. Everybody's staring at your woman's legs.
1: <laughs> there you go. You are giving out some great information. I have a quick question for you because this is like a question that if I have it, I feel like other women have it. Are pantyhose supposed to be worn? Without panties or with panties, because I'm like they have that little cotton thing in there, so they're telling me I shouldn't be wearing them. But I never wore them without. I mean, like, is there is there a a rule? Like, do you wear panties with your pantyhose or not, or does it not matter?
3: What's the name? What? What's the name? Pantyhose.
1: Oh, you're right. Oh. Right, so it's the panties, but right, you're not supposed to, right? That's what I'm thinking, but I don't think we know that.
3: Yeah, it's it it actually fits better because the, the hose is now against your skin and bare yeah. skin actually keeps the the hose from. And I tell a lot of guys that shave your legs if you're really going to get into it, and you're going to get a better fit because the nylon slides down hair, right?
2: So yeah. the hose
3: just slip around your panties. Um. Some women wear them because of their, they just want extra protection, Uh
1: huh. You know, yeah.
3: You know, women want that extra barrier, but um, because, yeah, they do have the cotton gusset. And yeah. that's a determin- that's a distinguish between good hose and, because a lot of high-end hosiery companies, they do put the cotton gusset in. Yeah. So you can wear them without
1: panties. Without yeah. panties,
3: yeah. you should. And mm-hmm. it creates that, like, I don't know. Wear two pair of socks and get back to me, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that's a part so of why the- women found them uncomfortable, because I don't think we knew that you didn't have to. I don't know. I think most women wore the pantyhose with their panties, but, like, you're like, yeah, duh, listen to the name. I didn't even get it. You said I had to say it like, three times for me to get what you were saying, but you're right. It's, like, in the name, panty.
3: Hose. Those are the two things well, together. For, and then that's where seamless hose comes in too. You're not going to wear a pair of panties underneath seamless hose,
2: right? Because it's
3: it's completely transparent everywhere, and that's the. It's not going to fit properly if you got a pair of panties bridging your butt cheeks, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It sinks right in there, and it creates this second skin look from afar, right? With a waistband, it's extremely sexy, and if if a woman never tried seamless. That's something that uh, they all have to at least try once because they're going to fall in love with it. Yeah. One major style from CDR is the, the vidrio crotchless. That has really been taken off in the last four or five years. And oh, that's
1: interesting. Mm-hmm.
3: Constantly add colors. And because that's one of their most popular style is their vidrio, vidrio. crotchless. Yeah. It's a it's a Spanish type style name. They've had it for years, but then they brought the crotchless. They they made a special production for a Russian customer, and then they had leftovers. And then they offered me the leftover. I put it on the website, and it was just selling right out.
2: So wow. now they,
3: then now they've actually increased the colors and the size. It Goes right up size six. We're talking six foot six, two hundred thirty pounds. It could fit, right? And that's where it comes into the orders. You get size twos and size sixes on the same order. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: the that's right? the guy and his wife. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So it's, a, it's an interesting, when we fill over, it's like, oh, there you go. There's a couple.
1: And you sell to all over yeah. the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So I'm like the, I guess, the drug dealer of hosiery. It's like, Here you go. <laughs> go have fun. <laughs> go have fun, people. Yeah.
1: Right, you're the dealer. Oh my God, I love it. For, I didn't ask you this. I feel like in the beginning. I mean, how did you start? You're the. I mean, was this a family business? Did you start Shapings.com? Was it you know?
3: Well, Shapings uh, it it started back in 1995. Okay. Um, my late my late wife, she um she started a bra shop. Okay. And she wanted to fit women in all sizes, and because it was she was having a hard time herself, and that was 1995. The internet wasn't really developing. Mm-hmm. I was actually in construction. I, I I went through civil engineering. Oh wow! So, I, I mean, would, there's a you little know, bit
1: of a construction uh, in what you're you do now, right? I mean, you you right?
3: Well, it's it's extremely yeah. technical. Yeah.
1: yeah. Would you ever have thought, you know, so many years ago that this is where you'd wind up and what you would be doing when you were, <laughs> you know, becoming an engineer?
3: Well, I, I'm thinking about you know, my sitting in my structural steel or reinforced concrete class in college and looking at my buddies. Hey, I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in Italy taking pictures of Italian lingerie models.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, you're not doing so bad,
3: <laughs> right? Yeah. So all the photography is in house. We, we use extremely high end, um, Hasselblad, uh, cameras, pro photo lighting. Like this, this is major productions. I'm actually, uh, organizing a shoot in Barcelona, um, in April, so we're going to head out there and hire some Spanish models and shoot some more products because we're famous for our photos. I don't know if you've noticed the photography, but we we, we really want the customer to have an experience on our website to say, hey, this is what the hose looks like in real life. We want classy, elegant models. We want situations that say, hey, this is an ultra-sheer. She's wearing it in an opera dress or a cocktail dress going to the opera. So we want that type of, you know, education of why this person is wearing this type of hose. And you don't get that just from a package, like some website, you just scan the package and off you go and you're like, well, how the hell does that look on the leg?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm.
3: Right? It's an internet-based marketing that you really have to show the product in high-res, large photos, because the customer is you know, this is exactly what I'm going to get when I get this package.
1: And that's why no you have that rate. low re- return rate.
3: That's right. So it's something that is very important to us. We started that back in 2005 doing our own photos because the companies weren't giving us that type of marketing.
2: Mm-hmm. They are
3: all geared toward department stores because the woman could go in there, they could slide it over their hands, they could see the finish.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: They
3: weren't <laughs> concentrating on that basics type marketing. They put a lot of money into fashion photography, but their fashion hose Right. Which you see a lot of companies spit out, but that only constitutes like five percent of their business is the fashion, and a lot of those hosiery manufacturers it's sort of that look what we could do kind of philosophy with their fashion, right. right? Some really funky stuff, but the average woman looks at that and says, "I don't know how to wear these, right? I don't know how to coordinate all these funky colors and patterns with the rest of what I'm wearing." Mm-hmm. So. So we've kind of veered away from the fashion end of it. Just so much work involved.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's a great, that's smart. That's the right idea. You know what else is really smart is that you went on your YouTube channel I'm looking at it now. I mean, what are the demographics of those 178,000 subscribers? I mean, you have your photo shoots of the women in hose. I mean, somebody was really smart of putting these videos up on your YouTube channel.
3: That's that's all me. I do all the editing and uh, I have someone shooting while I'm I'm doing the photography and then I edit. I think we've got 54 million views now. We started doing product videos about mm-hmm. 12 years ago, like taking the actual like clean-cut hose. You'll see a Platino clean-cut video in there. I think it was 2011, maybe. I don't
2: know. Uh-huh.
3: It's got like 22 million views on that one video, I think. So we don't monetize. We don't... We don't want to put an ad with an ad. I, right. I can't stand that. It's uh-huh. like, get to the point, sell the product. I'm not going to sit there and gouge people who sit through a 30-second ad.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get
3: to my, they get to my ad.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> <laughs> of so, course, yeah.
3: I want to say sell the product. So after I started posting those type of, you know, one-on-one product little minute and a half type of overview of one product. Then I saw the bigger companies start to get into that. And you'll see Wolford with their little video spiels of one product. And
1: oh, interesting.
3: Bit. Right? Because mm-hmm. that avenue of saying, I just want to see a package. I want to see a woman move around. I want to see different angles and lighting and music. You know, it's something I think hosiery deserves. Back in the day in the 70s and 80s when we saw pantyhose commercials on TV, mm-hmm. that's gone. Right. I don't know. You've never seen that since the late 80s.
1: Mm-hmm. But you see that now. You could do that. Yeah. And do you do that on your Instagram too? Give all your shout outs for everything for you know, if people that are watching. Well, our Instagram is
3: shapings.com. Mm-hmm. You spell it out. Um, That's
1: Instagram you know, at shapings.com. I'll put all the links to everything. It's shapings.com, sure. obviously, is your website.
2: Yeah,
3: We don't post a lot on Instagram. I'm not really into that whole you know, hashtag stuff, but it's there or it's. My daily is, is importing and inventory control, uh, management of customer service. So of
1: course,
2: right.
3: That's, that, that's sort of, you know, I like to, I like to service the customers I have
2: to like, mm-hmm.
3: the best as we can. We're still a boutique, and I yeah. want that non-Amazon type, you know, pick up the phone, call, we'll talk about it. Like,
2: Love that.
3: But there's still a, a boutique uh, method of um, selling product, and I think a lot of people are stuck on that. Well, go to Amazon, and what are you going to call about Amazon? Talk about panty. And I get a lot of men that are—they want advice. They want mm-hmm. how do I get my partner to wear hose more? Like, yeah, there's a lot of guys out there that are struggling. It's like I just want my woman to look feminine and dress up, and it's, it's like, a, well, do we want women to look at a guy that's always in track pants and you know? You know, sweatshirts. No, because women—they like a guy maybe in a suit, tie. Yeah. And they're just, they, they want that masculine look. Well, for a guy, put on a dress, put on some heels. Let's go out to dinner, like. And then you can—you can almost get into a rut that way with couples. Like, for oh, Just watching just watch a hockey game and drink beer on the sofa. It's like, mm-hmm. here, honey, here's a nice pair of hose and heels. Let's go to dinner, right? Reconnect your male and feminine nature of why you got together why did you get sparked at the initial two or three dates right why why did you get all pretty for the guy or why did you put that nice shirt on and smelling good so guys are struggling they call up and i just want my woman to wear pantyhose how do i do it
2: so,
1: i know constantly. i hear from those guys too but i'm now i'm glad i'm gonna send them your way okay <laughs> i'm gonna send them shapings.com go pick up the phone oh, we- call robert
3: we live and breathe it. It's, Love it. it. Yeah, 22 years of just like our warehouses got over 100,000 pairs ready to ship. So and we don't use third ship, third-party shipping. It's you know you buy from us and look at the pricing, like. I get a lot of U.S. customers looking at our pricing. They could be actually looking at the Canadian price because we are in Canada, and they're like, oh, you're you're too expensive. You know, I could buy a cheaper place. Well, what exchange rate are you looking at?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, on the top right-hand corner, make sure that you change it. Because all the rates are in there. You could change it to wherever you are so you know. So make sure you change it to where you are. Because, listen, my podcast goes out to the world, too. So you're not just going to get people here in the United States uh, hearing this episode. Make sure when you're on the website, Shamings.com, you go up to the top right-hand corner and put in your correct currency so you see the correct pricing. But if you want information, I think it's great that you uh, customize the experience if people really want uh, if they're confused, they could go there. Robert, thank you so much for calling in. This was great.
3: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I just wanted to get out more information out there that people that might not know, if they're into something like this, that there is another world out there that can be discovered. So, And um, I think it's important. I think you know, life is short, and let's have all the avenues at your disposal to uh, enjoy what you're uh, into.
1: There you go. Thank you, Robert.
3: Yeah. Thanks okay. so much. Appreciate it. Bye. Take care.
1: Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there, and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, Go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's a strictly anonymous podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad free, and you get to see anonymous pics